You've landed at the 13 Moons Women's Temple podcast with your hosts, Sam and Leela. Hello. Hi, how are you? Um, we're, we're doing our podcast in car today, which is pretty cool. Because technology. That's right. And, um, and just because we can and it's it's also great that sometimes you can just do these things anywhere you can let go of some of the perfection about how it should look or yeah just do it well this is it and to give you a bit of a um an insight into our lives we had planned to do this um 9 30 friday morning mm-hmm. and then life happens and i ended up at a school carnival with an anxiety ridden six-year-old and then we just went you know what we've got an hour before our moon circle tonight that's right let's just do it then and that's what we're doing Mm. so this is chapter two if you call it that well if you're if you're tuning in for the first time um Mm. segan and i are doing um a five episode series on the 10 sacred secrets of success so last episode we went through um episode um number one and number two um and this episode where we're going to unpack the sacred secrets of success number three and number four and these are the 10 sacred secrets of success as written by yogi Bhajan. so um that's where we've got this from um yeah in line with our Chrome business course and uh the teachings in kundalini yoga mm-hmm. so let's do it let's do it Okay, so running on. So if you if you are new, you can listen today and then go back and do one and two again, or yeah, or stop now, go and do one and two, and then jump back on whichever clicks your switch. Um, so um, here we go with number three. Be the altar, not the alternative. <laughs> Between time and space, there is a place that is the altar of human legacy. Each individual must identify this altar and worship it. It will give personality, purpose, and prosperity. Any alternative to this is to lose the gratefulness, the grace, and the glow of life. Oh, yogi, this is the sacred secret of prosperity. See, what I love about this is that it's one of my favorite um, topics of conversation ever, which is the, um, <laughs> the, uh, the impossible way to relate to time and space in, in this mm. reality, you know, like it comes up so much in conversation and what, what Yogi Bhajan is doing here is he's putting an altar in a point in relation to time and space. And saying the altar is where you'll find your existence. Mm. And that just really helps you because, you know, time and space is, is not of the third dimension. You know, we live in a, in a third dimensional reality, but we are multidimensional beings. And so many people grapple with time and space and the capacity to be present, not living in the past, not living in the future, not, you know, not living in the thoughts where the thoughts are either, you know, one or the other, like that. It's so hard for so many people to just be present right here in this very, very moment because it's such a transient experience. And, you know, 
this this teaching of be the altar for me straight up what I get is when we can anchor into an altar we really anchor into a place of presence Mm. what what do you what do you see as altar what are you thinking when you think altar um I'll tell you what I'm thinking in a minute but I'm just interested yeah I I personally think bringing in all the aspects of myself to this moment that I that I worship and that I love and that I cherish and you know even even if I was finding a moment where I was actually finding it very difficult to kind of just be present it could literally be a physical place like we it can literally I'm going to go to my my altar and I'm going to sit at my altar right now to try to get a handle on presence mm. and to try to get a grip on the time space reality like having a physical place but for someone that's sort of um a little bit more practiced in meditation um, and has a really strong grip on 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 presence and being in this present moment. It's about yeah pulling pulling all of the elements of yourself into t- this moment that you know you you know what is walking you through this lifetime mm. and put them on on an altar like on on a multi dimensional space and it might you might feel like it's somewhere in your body you might feel like it's it's your aura. Mm. You know, for me, I feel it in, in my mid, you know, between the navel and the heart. I kind of feel like that's an altar, a, a space of altar. Yeah, it's, um, it's interesting because, yeah, I get, yeah, I feel like that. I feel like, um, you know, it's a really beautiful um, way to think about how we can leave our legacy. We talked about legacy a bit last week. But to mm. actually be able to, you know, adorn, sort of adorn your soul with all aspects of what you're you know what you're doing in mm. this moment really you know I, I was thinking about my altar at home my dresser I have this dresser which in my kitchen which is really like an altar it has everything on it that my children have ever done you know little things that you don't really know what to do I just put on <laughs> on this dresser and um and I've kept some of them there some of them haven't made it sorry guys um but most of the little things have their snuck in there somewhere and I was thinking that's really what we do with ourselves you know we 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 get caught up in the story but actually our our existence becomes the altar which mm. becomes our legacy and in it's you know where um you know, and we like to talk about how we are now as a result of everything that we've done so far. Well, they're all the things that are adorning our altar. Mm. And that's what I feel like. It doesn't, it's not left somewhere. Yeah. It's not sort of hovering. It, it's currently in this current moment and it's beautiful, full of mm. all those aspects, which is where we start to really, and it's that gratefulness because if you can really look at your altar, at you know this physical or whatever it is whichever field you see it in and experience that that's when you have that gratefulness yeah and how often do we leave pieces of ourselves behind well that's yeah that's the whole um little bits of lost soul as um Mm. i like to call it little little trauma pockets we have and that we have to go back and sometimes pick up yeah Mm. and and there's been moments you know where we've not um where we've not stepped into 
the courage to do, just own our own greatness. Mm. You know, we'll do something amazing. And either it's in the presence of someone who would like to take the, um, the kudos for themselves mm. or we don't have the courage to go, I just did something great. And that, those are the moments where you pick that moment up and you put it on your altar and, and you carry those parts of yourself with you rather mm. than give that power of that experience and the energy of that experience either just leave it and it disperses into nothing or allow someone else to take the credit and, yeah and you know there's a real loss of energy that happens there it's um it's interesting isn't it because that yeah sort of um i like how you're saying you know how often do we not you know not really acknowledge our greatness and then this word gratefulness because it's actually in you know, I know everyone always breaks down these words and it's all getting a bit done. But, um, you know, the bottom line is, it is about realizing that we're great and full. Yogi Bhajan yeah. says that, so it's okay for me to, to use that. But, you know, and in that, that is truly where we then start to find, because if we're great and we're full, so mm. we recognize that it doesn't, it's not that we're going to be great tomorrow once we have achieved, you know, the next thing in our business, we're going to be great or the next time we think we've ticked off the right way of looking after our children we're going to be great it's mm -hmm. right now we're great and yes you've just done something and that's great so if you can feel full and and thankful that you've had the opportunity to do that thing or um be the person that created that environment mm -hmm. then that's how you are able to be in grace and experience the glow of life i love this glow of life isn't that how we feel when we're yeah when we're great you, and full yeah that's it you do you you glow you shine and and people are drawn to you mm. you know because of that but you know where he says um each individual must identify this altar and worship it will give personality purpose and prosperity you know just holding on um just starting to observe where you can collect those parts of yourself and keep keep the experiences mm. with you there is your personality you know that's that's where that's coming from and with the alignment of the personality and the purpose comes prosperity so just in the act of owning you know the the, the great things that we've done and great doesn't need to be grand or huge or you okay. know it, no, it can be. <laughs> I mean, it can. Let's, oh, we would love, yeah, be, I mean, be as grand as you want. <laughs> but it, it can be, you know, as simple as you, you, you know, someone that's having a bad day, you made them smile. Oh, yeah. You know? Absolutely. That's the thing I say all the time. You don't, you just think, people think, yeah, really big all the time. But actually, it might just be that you just have to say one thing to one person in this lifetime. We get hung up on, yeah. God, I have to, you know, be the next person that paints the Mona Lisa you know the next Mona Lisa but it's not you know it may never be something quite like that but you may have been the catalyst in you know someone else's life that has mm. made them um have an extraordinary experience I just um I just want to kind of rewind I should have asked this at the beginning um I know this is a little bit negative but I'm just going to go there what's the alternative well I'm I'm wondering that um, myself, I guess the alternative is, is anything that you're not being when you're holding yourself. And it, it, it I, I think it, you know, it's like being the gray man. Well, I think it's, it's being 
anyone other than yourself. Mm. You know, we're talking a lot about the T in graceful business with our with our business students at the moment and just how the essence of you must only show up in your true identity. And we're mm. working a lot with them around, you know, navigating the navigating life and what mm. has molded you out to who you are right now. And now let's start to, to chip away at this to get to that thread of who you really are. Because when you're in that, when you're in that truth and that essence of, of you, um, and we can start to see through the conditioning, we can start to see past how our relationships have formed, who we are. We've taken mm. on, you know, we, we take on God, anything and everything. Mm. Then we're, we're being our true selves. And I think anything other than your true self is an alternative. Yeah. It's, um, I think, you know, personally in my own life, I, I know there are many times that I've been the alternative. Um, <laughs> and I, I definitely have not been appreciating any of my greatness. Mm. Um, and, you know, in, in very, and, and I think in, in most of those situations, I've probably fallen into states of kind of depression. Um, if I think on my mothering journey, going through owning a business or you know, owning a business, when I was just teaching yoga and trying to sort of make that a business, you know what I mean? Um, and all those things, just actually not recognizing my worth. And what I like about this is it makes me think that, so for example, going back to my altar, because I can't stop thinking about it, I'll post a picture at some point. Um, on it, I have lots of silver. And... Um, the silver is quite dull if it's not looked after. I'm sure everyone knows this, but it's real silver, so therefore it goes really, it's not good in Australia. And um, it takes so much effort to clean it. Like you have to really think, oh, I'm going to clean the silver. I actually get the children to do it sometimes. And um, Oliver's really good at it. And, uh, but the point is that when you do it, it shines and you feel so good and you look at it and it's all sparkly on mm. the altar and mm. the dresser looks so pretty and the mm. lights sparkle off it. And that's what I feel like if you can actually take the time to just give yourself a little shine, mm. just clean off all that, those areas where you're really um, sitting in the alternative yeah and and how may one person do this meditate and kundalini yoga yeah. <laughs> do a solid a solid yeah. sesh and well, it'll just but but this is this is the amazing power of the kundalini yeah. energy is is in just in one class mm. it will come up and you're purified of all of that that you know that that matter that's just hanging on sticking to you yeah, that's right. That's the polishing. So each morning we do our meditation and, you know, in this term, we'll probably do our prosperity meditations, mm. any number of them. Um, and, and it doesn't have to take long. Like you could just do a three minute one if yeah. you haven't got much time or you might do 11 or I mean, you might do a full practice and do a bit longer, but that's the polishing. Yeah. And it's after that, that we feel shiny. I, I actually that, and it's really true. I just got an email from a student who's been started a practice. She'd never done it before. And she's only doing three minutes of one of these practices. And she was saying that's exactly how she feels. Mm. She feels shiny and like nothing is sticking. That's awesome. And that's it, isn't it? That's yeah. the key. And then from there, you're, you know. Well, then we go out into the day in your truth, you know. Mm -hmm. And when you can, and you know, when you're just starting your awareness journey, 
like when you, when you actually start to ask yourself that, oh my God, who am I? Especially women after they've had children, mm. you go through this whole thing of like, who actually am I anymore? Mm. And, and you start, and, and it doesn't, it's not just women that have had children. It's everybody at some point in your life. We would hope you stop and actually ask that question. Oh my God, who actually am I? And that's this point of inquiry. And that's where this, you know, this particular yeah. um, secret is, is really powerful because it just, to, to, to start to answer that question, we need to start to find that, that altar and that space within this time space continuum. And it's the, um, just to be clear on that, it's the big eye. It's not like the little ego eye that's like, oh, you're the one that can't do anything. <laughs> um, it's the big eye that we're trying to find. You know, we're, mm. we're, because that voice there that's sort of saying to you, well, you're no one, you, you know, you used to be someone before you have kids. Yeah. And then or, quite frankly, now you're just cleaning up sick all day um, or, or wiping bums. Yeah. And <laughs> quite frankly, it can be this, I mean, okay, there'll be some of you, don't, don't get me wrong, I'm going to take my hat off to you. Some of you will have been nailing this and you'll be thriving in the world of motherhood. But I can honestly say I got very bogged down. Um, and... Uh, and it took a while to get to that thriving point. Mm. And I think it's that. It's actually, you know, you can, you know, it's, it's the little I overtakes the big I. And when we reconnect to ourselves, because now looking back, I can see that I was pretty great, you know. Yeah. Well, you know, still am. Um, you're, you're actually really quite <laughs> phenomenal. <laughs> really. Okay, let's carry on this yeah. conversation. Um, but, um, but, you know, it's, it takes time to actually be able to say it. And that's the polishing as well. That mm. once we've cleared off some, and I keep thinking, you know, I just keep thinking it's like, you, you know, you've got to clean up the dead flowers on the altar. Don't yeah. leave dead flowers. Like think about this. If you've got a sacred space, you don't leave it. Un what, what do you feel like if you leave it untended? Yeah, a bit dusty, a bit, a bit, a bit dead. It's horrible, isn't it? And yeah. you look at it and, you know, a couple of the crystals have fallen over. The angel that, you know, one of your children got you is sort of half on the side. And <laughs> you just think, oh, that's a bit sad. And when you sprite up some fresh flowers on there, you just think, oh, there you go. Yeah, com totally. Absolutely. And this is what, this is what the soul needs. Mm. And so it's recognizing that, yeah, the soul is mm. a living, vibrating uh, entity that mm. you are the caretaker of yeah so we're like we're the gold we are you know that's the sacred secret of prosperity mm. you're the secret like there is no secret it's you and um yeah that's it we've got to got to tend to it mm. and polish it and love it yeah and put more flowers on it and definitely put more flowers <laughs> and always <laughs> always more crystals <laughs> are we ready for the next one Yes, 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 let's move on. Okay, so number four. I'm moving on to number four now. Oh, yeah. Let your manners speak for you. Let your deeds prove you and let your deliverance impress you. Mm. Everyone has a mission. Every mission has magnitude. To fulfill and deliver the essence of magnitude, one requires manner and attitude. When one does it with devotion and conviction, success comes from all sides oh yogi this is the sacred secret of success i, I mean i don't know really where i want to start <laughs> on this just yeah this is big because 
so often we go into relationships with people, we go into business, um, we go into anything with a goal in mind and we'll kind of stop at nothing to sort of achieve that goal. And we can forget ourselves. Mm. We can really uncheck ourselves. And especially in moments of conflict and, and in, in moments where things, where the tension is high or the stress is high or the heat is on, um, you know, we can just completely, the ego comes in mm. and the, the reaction comes in and the manners are gone. Mm. and we can become very ungraceful mm. and just kind of touching on the first part of this let your manners speak for you we get into a state where we feel like we have to start to control the situation or control the scenario and we're busy and we're doing and we're busy and we're doing and we're reacting. We're probably fighting. We maybe mm. we can be angry at someone. We can be frustrated. And the, the flip side to that is in actual fact, if the grace comes through and the manners and the acceptance and just being really, again, being really present in the moment, it's going to do all the work for you because mm. the other person on the other side is going to show their true colors. Mm. And, mm. and the work comes from if you can hold a steadiness and a presence and a grace through your manners and your mannerisms and like this, this is all, it's body language, it's expression, it's literal language. It's like, how mm. are we showing up in our whole form? Mm. If we can do that in, in a beautiful, graceful way, the scenario will unfold in front of you rather mm. than you being the, you know, the, the eye of the hurricane. I think, I think you're absolutely right. And um, a really perfect example of this is um, my daughter said to me, she came off the school bus um, yesterday and um, they've got this um, uh, fundraising drive going. And so it's, it's not great. It's, it, it's, you know, they're selling chocolates. I'm not really into it, but the point is that they're doing it anyway. And um, she had managed to sell the bus driver two of these chocolates. And she said, he didn't buy chocolates from anyone else. He bought them from me. She said, because he likes me and all the bus drivers like me. The bottom line is it's because Poppy said, please and thank you. Mm. Yeah. And, um, you know, and I've seen it time and time again that uh, this sounds really old fashioned, but um, it really is, you know, manners maketh man this has got nothing to do with yoga but it totally is it's it but it also does like mm. actually if you are polite and courteous and you respect others mm. you know then they feel that and that makes a massive difference and by doing that it actually it actually gives you um people will give you the airtime well, this is the point that, you know, this is what's happened in Poppy's case. So because she's always said, thank you so much, um, you know, nice to see you, that type mm. of thing, have a great day. Um, the bus driver has given her the airtime and she's been able to say, okay, here we go. She's gone straight to the deal. I need to sell you two of these. And he's done, <laughs> would you please buy these from me? And he oh, said, yeah. yes. 
<laughs> I just I just want you know, and I'm I'm using that as a rather crude example, but I think it's also a good example. And um, totally. And by doing that, you know, that's it. She's she's been able to to you know to do what she needs to to do. And I think exactly as you were saying, I feel like it's a really good lesson for us because we are constantly being tested um, mm. in, in all of our life, um, in whether it's in work, whether it's at home, whether it's in our relationships, where well, everything is a relationship, but we're constantly being tested by others to see really if we can stay in our grace. You know, it's not that I think that they're deliberately saying, okay, I'm going to test you, although sometimes I feel like it might be. Um, you know, <laughs> I've definitely had those moments where I'm like, you're playing with me. <laughs> but the point is, um, it's, it's, that's how life is. Like, you know, we, we have a choice in any one moment how we respond. Something happens, and this is where we have the choice. Do I, do I you know, react? Mm. How, you know, can I, do I, am I reactive? Or am I able to actually take some breath and go, okay, something's happened right now. I can either do it this way or I can just maintain my grace here. And mm. I can say, I can see that you're annoyed and um, I can see that things aren't going as you want. And I apologize mm. if that's had anything to do with me. Yeah, I think it takes a certain um, level of experience and practice in um, emotional intelligence mm. to be able to to not react and to kind of actually see the situation for, for what it is. Um, and that's a really powerful practice to, to start to want to get into is, you know, start to really get a handle on, on your intelligence of your emotions because when you can articulate mm. what what your emotional okay. state is and then what someone else's emotional state yeah. might be you're in a much better place to kind of uh not react yes because you can't take it personally when you understand you know potentially what what is occurring well that's actually the that they're the milestones towards um being empathetic mm. and actually what we know is in most situations if you have the capacity to empathize with another then you can change the outcome so they've shown this in situations where if people have been held hostage mm. um so there, there are situations where in hostage situations if someone in there has been able to at all empathize with um you know the person holding hostage there is that's the way that you will normally find some form of resolution. Yeah. And in order to do that, you've got to be able to do this. You've got to think. So you've got to, first of all, understand what's going on for the other, have the emotional intelligence to see that the other is going through something, then actually be able to say, I can see that you are upset about this. It doesn't mean we have to agree with it, but we're empathizing and saying, I can see that this has upset you, you're feeling like this, this is occurring. But the truth is you, you can only do that if you can recognize emotions in yourself. And personally, that, that was a, a massive lesson for me. And I think for a lot of women, we shut that down because mm. we, we don't have time. I mean, we're so busy pleasing everyone that we, um, we actually, it's really hard. I'm sure I've had this conversation with you. Someone once asked me to name my needs. And I had pretty much yeah. a meltdown. I, I didn't, I was like, what do you mean? Um, <laughs> well, because you, you know, I can think about basic needs, sort of, you know, I know what I need to do now, but 
those other needs we definitely when we have small children even you know if you've got a business i mean you you may have given all of your life to your business Mm -hmm. um you're not thinking about yourself Mm. but the key is you actually do need to know yourself you need to know Mm. your emotions you need to understand need it's very strong actually it would be good if you could um rather than should and um and then from there you're able to stay in your grace this is all it's all comes i think is everyone going to come back to this (laughs) probably Well, well, we're on track. This is, you know, (laughs) the fourth secret is coming back to grace. So, okay, great. (laughs) But it's, it's really powerful. You know, he says here, everyone has a mission. Every mission has a magnitude Um, to fulfill and deliver the essence of magnitude. One requires a manner and attitude. And like, we're all going to feel like what we have to do is more important than what anyone else has to do. So we're going to prioritize our point of view in a scenario and in a situation. Maybe, maybe we don't, maybe we're not even recognizing what we have to do is important. Well, there's there's that too. I mean, that's, that's definitely, that's definitely a part of, um, you know, the identity, like figuring out your Mm. identity. And and when you can, when you can really, you know, in the, in, a business context when you've really figured out your vision mm. this is what these guys are going through at the moment mm. in the business course that we're working on solidifying what that vision is and and then putting it to a mission mm. this is what my mission is yeah mm. and and starting to kind of bring down the grand mission of I, I want to make a positive change to humanity or I want to save the world so many people we want to save this planet we want to save ourselves from ourselves gosh i need to do it because my daughter will never forgive me (laughs) (laughs) it's true our children are now holding us accountable quite rightly oh so there's there's a real you know there's a real Mm. need to um to do that and you know going back to what you're saying about you know to fulfill and deliver and the magnitude of what you're doing we do have to be careful not to um, well, one has to be careful not to bulldoze down the others. <laughs> well, because so yeah, and this is what he's saying: let your deeds prove mm. you. Yes, it's really staying. Um, it is about not having our integrity. Mm. And again, I, you know, we'll come back to how are you going to get here? It's very simple. You're going to have to do sadhana. I feel like this is something Guru Jeevan says all the time we're on teach training she just says sadhana that's the answer to everything mm-hmm. and it and it is and it's really easy to get the answer right it is when they're asking you a question in teacher <laughs> yeah. training sadhana <laughs> um and so but in that you know for ourselves you know because you know, some of you might not have a daily practice and what we're trying to um trying to encourage you to do is to find it somehow is to mm-hmm. actually just find three minutes seven minutes 11 minutes maybe half an hour yeah where you can yeah just come into this space because in order to um yeah to to be in your deliverance so that you know to be in that place we actually have to be able to know ourselves be able to sit with ourselves be able to be i mean do you have manners for yourself how do you speak to yourself that I mean, that's the first thing here, always. <laughs> How are you speaking to yourself? Are you sort of like, oh, you yeah. know? Yeah, what is that dialogue that's mm. going on in there? Many of us aren't even tapped into that. We haven't even stopped to question 
Yeah. You know, I, I, I come across a lot of people that it's, um, it's revolutionary mm. for them to think oh, there is a dialogue about myself going on within myself. Like yeah, I can't turn it off now. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you don't have to, you know, you just have to be aware of mm. it. And, and, you know, if there's, if there's a negativity, if mm. there's a negative current going in there, watch it and and once you've caught it two or three times make it the practice of turning that negative um line and flip it on its head and actively say out loud out loud you know one of the things i look i look really frumpy in this Mm. you know i I don't look great in this i look a little bit fat in this like how often Mm. does that and it's just like actually catch that a couple of times and then the moment that Mm. you've got the courage turn around and say I actually look okay in this I look really nice yeah and yeah and that's taking us back to three you know dress up your altar again yeah you know actually but it, it, it's the self-talk I think it's it's really important if you're not being polite to yourself if you're not ha- if you haven't got manners for yourself so for example going into it in a real you know crude manner if you're saying yes when your soul is screaming no that is bad manners like effectively at some point that is not going to serve you because your soul's going to just be like, oh, hey, time dude, out. Dude, this is not working for me. <laughs> and that's, you know, I've been there. That's not pretty. And, mm-hmm. um, and so we, we do need to, yeah, we do need to be aware of that. How are we talking to ourselves? Are we listening to the big eye, to the, the soul? Are we actually having the time to, to tap into our truth mm. and then from there if if we're starting to do it with ourselves then when we're met with someone else we're going to be more likely to sort of say okay i can hear where you're coming from it's not exactly how i feel right now but i'm going to listen to you mm. i'm going to as calmly as i can give you my side or maybe we're going to choose not to and we're just going to let that person have their own truth because as long as you can stand your integrity then that's that's good things will always run their course well, they will. And, you know, to, to kind of bring this all together, mm. some really great ways to approach, let your manners speak for you, let your deeds prove you and let your deliverance impress you. You know, we, we get all caught up in the fact that we've, we have to do stuff. Mm. We've, got to, we've got to do, we've got to mm. say, we've got to prove ourselves, we've got a point to make. We've, you know, the key actually to this is be a little bit more quieter say a little bit less and do a lot less actually and listen listen more yeah and what you'll find will happen is that when when inspired action comes up you'll recognize it and that will be your deeds stepping in in the moment when it's right to step in and when the time is not right to step in it's a time for stillness Mm. and the universe will always present to you what it is that you need to do or say or take action on next but if we're too busy out there throwing our opinions around talking over other people not listening Mm. not paying attention we're going to we're going to miss it don't fall into don't fall into the judgment thing here though I, i'm doing that for you that's okay um but you don't need to you know this is a really this is always the crucial element 
just because we're not or we don't think we're doing this currently or we think we may have messed up it doesn't mean that that we have necessarily we're just at the place that we were and once we have an awareness things will start to change without you doing anything and in truth you know we just need to offer it you know i'm i'm i actually would you know just just offer it to the divine to light to you know god whatever it is for you you know i'm I, i'm actually really aware that i'm not listening enough i'm really aware that i'm not using my manners enough in certain situations i would like to be more in my grace please help me mm. it's as simple as that and then ask for grace we don't have to be grace all the time grace will help us and um and that's you know that's really how the embodiment occurs when we mm. realize that grace is there to serve us and we can serve grace yeah and i just want to make a point here about um you know there are times where we need to actually step in there are times where we actually where we actually need to get angry there are times that we actually have mm. to you know mm. really take action mm. and it it has to come from that that neutrality from that place of neutrality it has to you have to be able to come from that place of i'm not reacting mm. i know that i need to take that's that's called inspired action and i just want to really emphasize that you know sometimes in spiritual practice we think that um you know maintaining a spiritual life means to not get angry anymore mm. Mm. but there is actually a time and a place for for taking action and sometimes we do need to use anger correctly mm. to... well it's a majestic nature mm. and it's it's just recognizing that we all have that in us mm. and you know we will use it sorry i, I interrupted them i apologize well, no, I i'd think, like to I carry think that was a segue. please continue <laughs> I'm sorry for interrupting you. Um, but yeah, that it's that majestic nature, and it's really that's why we we work so much at, at you know through the chakras because if our chakras are aligned, you know when that energy comes up from the navel and mm. we see clearly that we need to move forward and and perhaps we do have to sort of say, uh, you know, actually that's not the direction that I need to take. I need to take this one or whatever it is. It we will be able to say it with compassion. So there is a way to voice um, whatever is coming up for you. Mm. That means that although it's very clear to the other what um, you know what your what you need and what what you need, clearly need to share with the other, it actually is you can do it compassionately. So it's it's can you can you share compassionately? Mm. You know, um, there's. A really great example of this is observing some of the new uh, female politicians that are coming into politics mm. in America. Mm. You know, they have got, uh, I can never pronounce her name and I'm going to have to because I keep wanting to quote her. Um, you can work on it for next time. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Forgive me. <laughs> Amazing but, woman. Oh, the, the most powerful very you know obviously angry at what's occurring in her country and and mm. as many many americans are very angry and when when you know in the, in the politics when you are in a position of power and you have an opportunity where you have to actually take 
inspired action to make change, mm-hmm. to, to break down systems or to mm-hmm. break down conditioning or to go up against, you know, people. The big guns. Well, they, they have agendas. Yeah. When you need to break through that, that is a really great opportunity and, and an example of taking inspired action, transmuting mm-hmm. the anger into personal power Yeah, is, is the key. Yeah, that's right. And not being afraid to. Well, mm. fear will, will stop us, but mm. I'm sure we're going to cover that at some point we soon. Yeah. Well, um, it's probably time to stop because it's getting dark. It is getting dark and, <laughs> and we have a moon circle. We to have go a moon circle. And, that's nice. And host. That's, that's lovely. That's our inspired action this evening. Mm-hmm. Um, so, good. yeah, so thank you very much for sharing this time with us. Mm. And we look forward to uh, doing it all over again in a week's time. Yep, next Friday. Oh, actually, on the solstice. Oh, on the solstice, and we're having a um, we're having a solstice ceremony at Stephen's oh, yeah, house on the Friday. So, yep, there's a whole morning of solstice. We'll magic. be all juiced up when we come to recording mm. the next two secrets of success. Perfect. Mm. Look forward to it. Satnam. Satnam. Have a beautiful time. Yeah. Thank you for taking the time to be with us on this podcast episode. These are sound bites and conversations about things we think are important to support the collective ascension towards more love, acceptance, hope and harmony on the planet Earth. Together we can continue to support each other through conversations that need to be held. If you've enjoyed this episode, please do share it with your people. We would love it if you subscribe to our channel and even rate the podcast if you feel called to. You can also find us and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube and Spotify just by searching the 13 Moons Women's Temple.